Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Weddings with Your Scottish Wedding, the newest and brightest podcast bringing you everything there is to know about the wedding industry. We cover the good, the unfortunate and the most magical moments of that special day. Today we have Dan and Matt from Fern Photography. They create honest and authentic wedding photography and films for modern couples. Today they share their story with us and quite literally give us tales of taking their shirts off their backs for our beautiful couples. Because with Fern Wedding Photography, anything is possible. We hope you really enjoyed this interview and really capture how much they love adventure, learning and growing and that they're so excited to be part of your new adventure. We were we were down in Wales doing a philosophy and music festival, um, as in photographing a philosophy Is and music where it festival. Started? Yeah, yeah, that's where it started. Yeah, yeah. So we had arrived on the first day, and we were like, because we'd gotten this job, but we didn't really have a name for our company. Well, we were originally called Flash Monkey, um, but we thought oh, that's not going to work from a wedding point of view. <laughs> um, in hindsight, I really like it. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. But um, we thought we needed a better wedding name because Flash Monkey wasn't very soft. Um, We just started throwing around names for ages and ages. I guess we just kind of happened upon it. I was just kind of looking through stuff. And I, I, um, separately to the business name, I was looking through stuff and discovered that my last name means Fern in Scots Gaelic. And coincidentally, Matt, from New Zealand, his national symbol is the fern. We thought, well, that ties it together. Let's call ourselves fern. And that's pretty much how it ended up. So why weddings? What was it about weddings that you guys went, actually, I'm going to do this now? They were predictable, uh, predictable source of income and predictable to plan your holidays around. So we thought um, in the last few years, we've found out that they're less predictable um, <laughs> and uh and they still come in uh, last minute. Um, I'd say we we kind of regularly get weddings within a month or two, but occasionally I think I'm sure we've had one or two within a week. So so we I I wanted to go down the route of being able to plan my life, plan my holidays, plan uh, seeing family and friends and stuff, and um, not have to worry about not being able to do a last minute job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really stressful when a job comes in and I'm not available to do it, um, especially if I'm seeing a friend, because then I feel like I should bail on my friend to go and do a job mm-hmm. um, because I like I like my job and and I don't want to, you know, the, the people haven't booked me yet, but I don't want to let them down. Like if they want me, then I want to do their wedding kind of thing. I'd, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. But I, I guess from an emotional point of view, um, weddings provided more opportunity to be creative in my mind um but also they were they were a day of joy it's just nice to be there on the day it's a wonderful place to be your work uh getting surrounded by people having a great time and and, and being able to be a part of that so so doing weddings just it like matt said it provided a 
a steady income stream from a business point of view. We knew what we were doing and how much money we would have. But from a personal point of view, just really, really cool to be a part of. Um, I uh, I totally agree with Dan there. Uh, I just I just forgot to say it. Um, <laughs> so was one of you more I, the emotional and the other the more yes, um, realistic, yes. reasonable, or <laughs> yes, that must be Matt, why you work Matt so well together. Very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt's very procedure, program, sort of like functional problem solving. That's what Matt does well. Mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer. I, I just have my head in the clouds. So I, I create all the problems and Matt sorts them all out and uh, <laughs> manages to decide which ideas are great, which ideas are, well, I'm glad you came up with that, but we're not going to do it. <laughs> so tell me a bit about how you guys actually started working together. How did you figure out that your chalk and cheese approach to stuff actually works really well for you? I guess I guess that came on after, after years of telling my friends uh, that, that, we uh we do complement each other um we because uh, we just started the business kind of accidentally like there was no there was no oh we'd be really good at working together you know we were good friends so i think sometimes you think maybe i should go into business with a friend because we already like each other and we already have a rapport and and understand each other but that is absolutely not true Mm. um i think from being in the business for so long there's so many people who have said like never go into business with your friend or with your spouse um it's it's just too difficult and i think uh i think other people in the industry um admire us hopefully uh that that we have stayed friends for for our entire business careers um mm. and we've stayed in business together um and 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 we still enjoy it and we still enjoy each other and and so it wasn't it wasn't a case of starting the business knowing that we absolutely can work together it was mm. we started the business and figured out how to work together i reckon i figured out that we worked together well after there was a dark period in our business. Let's call it the uh, the dark ages, where um, <laughs> where Matt and I pretty much disagreed on everything and how to do everything. But there was a good couple of years where we were we were quite confrontational with each other, um, mainly because we were such good friends. We felt we could be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I've learned from that experience is there's such a thing as too much honesty. <laughs> you uh, so, sometimes it's not worth saying. It's really um, hard to say through those years. <laughs> Yeah, it is really hard to scale it back. Yeah, because like you're a friend and you want to be honest. You don't want to lie to your friend, but also you you know you don't want to hurt their feelings. Um, but through that period, that was quite a difficult period for us to work through as a business. But ultimately, I felt that whenever we had a disagreement about something, there was still a foundation of respect. Like I still respected Matt's input um, and his you know the way he was confronting me was actually challenging me to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like we bounced off of each other like that. Like, um, like Matt has a tendency to want to make a decision when he's at 100% agreement. And that's not the way I work. And so mm-hmm. sometimes, like for me, I, I encourage Matt to make decisions a little bit more quickly so we can be, you know, sort of flexible as a business. Um, but he allows me to see the value in slowing down and thinking about things a little bit more. People do... Refer to us as an old married couple uh, because of the way we interact with each other. I wish they'd refer to us as the Mighty Morphin Power Photographers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of combine into some mecha photographer. That's how they think about us. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which like is station positively. on Bill and Ted's bogus journey. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the actual the actual day we met was was from my point of view bizarre. <laughs> um, I was um, I had earlier that year run a photography group for the Beltane Fire Society for the Beltane Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. It was a group of about ten photographers. We were tasked with capturing the event on the night and uh, delivering photos for the performers and for media. So we were having a debrief meeting um, for all past photographers for that event. Um, So Matt turned up to that meeting having never attended the event. Um, Not (laughs) only did he turn up to that event having never attended an event, um, he he also attended... (laughs) He was wearing no shoes, so he kind of stuck out a bit. <laughs> so I remember sitting in the Regent pub, having this conversation, having this meeting about asking people for feedback and ways we could improve with the way we did, and looking over at Matt and thinking, you've got nothing to contribute here, but I can't, I, don't, I feel bad leaving you alone. So I'm going to ask you occasionally, what do you think? Not that you've got an answer. <laughs> and this is just <laughs> went on for the whole meeting. Matt didn't at any point in that meeting go, oh, this isn't really a meeting for me. He just stayed for the whole time. Like, I like you. We, we should stick out. We should hang out together. That's proper British, that's right? pretty much how we met. <laughs> like, you, can't, you can't just leave halfway through when you realise it's not for you. You've got to stick it out to the, the very end. That's fantastic. So has there ever been a point where you guys have felt that you've really made it as wedding photographers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one for this. Yeah. Um, so, Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks very much Matt <laughs> so excited then yes <laughs> will you tell us about it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, three weeks ago four weeks ago we did Scotland's first legal Jewish LGBT wedding wow um, and and this this sprung to mind when uh, when, when I read this question because uh, I got called by a newspaper today um, because they're running with the story, but it's also the fifth newspaper that's running with this story. Um, so the reason I came up with this as an answer is because I was reminded by the phone call today. But mm-hmm. uh, um, it, well, that's five newspapers I know about have run with the with the story and and uh, and and printed our photos, which is fantastic. Um, that is, and and it was just one of the things that's happened over the last 11 years, but that that was the only answer I came up with. Dan? I initially wanted to say I haven't yet had that experience. Like I started to think about, um, you know, like winning awards or uh, producing an image which I thought was flawless or, um, I don't know, like a, like a bucket list wedding, something something extravagant in like in an amazing place or whatever and i thought to myself i don't think like i don't think i've done any of those things which would tick off like that's that's the pinnacle of achievement Mm -hmm. but it's just occurred to me listening to matt that i think i have reached that point and i think i reached that point in 2017 the first year that i worked solely as a photographer and and no money but from photography wow and i think once i did that that was i've made it as a photographer all the other stuff is just nice sugar coating yeah but i make my living being a photographer creating things from my imagination 
And at that point, you've definitely made it, right? Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And you, you have these stepping stones along the way. It's hard because I, I uh, tend not to make goals. So I don't really know when I've reached my goals because I never made them. Um, <laughs> but, but earning a full-time living is, is definitely one of those stepping stones, I think, as was getting an office. Um, mm -hmm. And like uh the 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 benefits of of being self-employed like not having a manager being able to work whenever you want being able to work from home whenever you want and and one of the things that i'm delighted with my wedding photography is being able to travel um mm. travel around uh scotland the uk the world uh and and photograph joyous people everywhere uh i like variety and it is it's fantastic being able to see all the different venues in scotland and then if we get uh if we get a trip overseas as well then then it's even better one of my one of my furthest away weddings was in canada on uh vancouver island uh my my friend had uh provided accommodation for me in a in a tree house um i lived in a tiny house up a tree um wow i uh <laughs> I saw Slash had a wee on a mountain lion the first night I was there. Like, I had all the experiences. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, it, it, was, it was a place I'd never thought I could go to, even just on holiday, and then got to go to for work. Hmm. And I, even though I was only there for a year, uh, for a week, sorry, it was, it was just a, an amazing experience. And a wedding like no other wedding I would have ever been able to do in Scotland. Because it was mm. done in a Canadian way, and yeah. there were differences, and it was one. To, it's it's great to experience that. Um, my my attitude towards um, destination weddings has changed slightly from I want to travel to I want to see new new ways of doing things, and because they inspire me when I come back home to see the more traditional weddings that I might be doing in a different light. Um, and then you, we've you know I think our first wedding. Was it our first wedding? Was a pagan wedding where they um, they got married on the banks of a loch and jumped over willow branches in their bare feet. Um, the local community came together to kind of do their reception and like host their reception in the village hall. And you know, you get everything from something like that all the way up to the big sort of crazy traditional weddings. I've seen the whole gamut, really. Mm. Um, you know, even like the. Um, uh, elopements just two people turning up and celebrating their relationship and it's just it's just a wonderful way to do it and you get to see different ways people want to be captured how their memories are to be captured for them because mm. in the end that's our job is learning about them learning about how they want to see their day and then photographing that day through their eyes not through our eyes that's a really and interesting way of putting it i'd never thought of it that way before my, my personal opinion is that uh, as a wedding photographer, I've got to use my creative skill in capturing moments in time. But I've got to do that in a way that when the couple look back on this event in 20, 30, 40 years time, they remember it in the way that they would want to remember it. Because mm. if I create this story through my personal experiences and my, my, my view, it's not going to be their memories. It's going to be my memories of their day. I think that's the skill between... A good photographer, a wedding photographer, and a great wedding photographer is recognizing the photos aren't for you, they're for the couple. And Matt, do you think that's what sets you guys apart from other photographers? 
I do I do think it sets us apart from other photographers. I think other photographers, um, there's definitely a, a whole collection of them who want to shoot for themselves, um, who who do the same photos again and again, which is fantastic if you like their style and that's exactly what you want for your wedding. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what you're going to get. I think with us, it um, it changes a little bit from um, from wedding to wedding, um, as as Dan said, because we're photographing for the couple, not for us. Um, and that was an important part of um, of working together as well. Um, not just uh, when we're two photographers at the wedding, but now when we're photography and videography at the wedding, we we're always conscious that we're working for the couple um, and. So we shouldn't be competing for the same shots because we are the same company. It doesn't matter who takes the shot um, mm. and you only need one of it, right? We don't need to stand side by side and take the same photo just so we can both claim we've got both got the best photo. It's the company um, that, mm-hmm. that benefits from uh, from having us scattered around the place and, and working, for, working for the couple, I think. Um, what I wanted to say was one of the, one of the best quotes I hear um, – from from feedback from couples uh again and again is we uh we love this photo or we love these collection of photos we we can't remember whether we were a witness to them or not and and i think that's that's so cool that we can create memories where they think they were there but they weren't mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, and just just looking through our photos has made them relive it in a way that they thought they were experiencing those moments with those friends when you can actually see them in the corner of the photo at the other end of the room and they really weren't there yeah yeah. That's amazing because it really is showing them their whole wedding, not just what they mm-hmm. witnessed or when you were around them, but actually showing them all the fun that their day brought to people at the wedding that they, they were never witnesses to. That That's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know that I, I spend, I spend moments during the wedding where I'm making decisions in my head. And on the one half I've got, if I do this thing or stand in that place, I'm going to create a dramatic shot. But on the other, like on the other shoulder, I've got, if I do that thing, stand in that place, I'm going to create myself to be the center of attention, or I'm going to, I'm going to be the focus. I'm going to take away the focus from the goings on of the day. And I'm, you're constantly having this battle in your head. Um, I think as a, as a, as a good wedding photographer, the, the difference between being that journalistic type where you're going to step in regardless just to capture the story, or you're going to be that more documentary, step back, let things unfold during the day, what happens in front of your camera happens. Mm. Um, and and probably on the day, that's the thing that causes me the most amount of stress is, should I take this shot or not? Because I think it will look good, but I think it might actually make their memory of the day worse. We often get told um really didn't notice like i can't believe you've got all these images i didn't notice you on the day at all but how did you <laughs> like you're clearly standing in front of me in the photo but i don't remember seeing you there well that's, yeah that's the skill <laughs> it's been on my mind actually since we last talked that you guys really get involved with the wedding and being part of it so on the one hand people are so comfortable with you being there that they forget you're there and 
but yet they still remember all of the little touches that you did. So I was hoping you could tell us a bit more about those little things that you do to go the extra mile for your couples. Um, so Dan and I both have stories of um, sharing clothing because uh, the wedding party have forgotten theirs. Um, <laughs> Uh, lending a sporran or a kilt or some shoes um, because um, or, or a shirt. Um, not everyone knows <laughs> that you need uh, to, to buy a shirt when, when you're hiring a kilt outfit. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I think that's, we've, we're very flexible uh <laughs> in in our approach including lending clo clothing to people um <laughs> i think we we generally help uh put kilts on dress people um people who have never worn them before um help calm people down settle nerves um we're a good excuse to get away from uh from the guests from the wedding when it's getting a little bit too much i, I like to think that on the build-up to the wedding so Prior to the wedding, we have a kind of a way of communicating. We kind of we check in about six months before the wedding. We make sure that everybody's feeling okay. You know, how, just check in. How are plans going? Just but open up a channel of conversation. You know, if you want to chat, if you've got any questions, I know people are reluctant to ask questions, especially when they don't realise that the photographer could genuinely be a good source of advice for a lot of the wedding because of the nature of our job. Um, mm. We get to see a lot of things and experience a lot of things. So we open up these channels of communication and then and then before the wedding, we offer people pre-wedding sessions, which is an opportunity, or the way I explain it is it's an opportunity for us to just spend a couple of hours together and get to know each other. And at the end of that, you'll have some beautiful photos, but that's not the primary reason we're doing this. Um, it's a photo session, but it's really a relationship building session with some mm -hmm. photos um, as a result. Um, but you get to learn about the couple, how they fit together, what their personalities are like, and um, they'll tell you about family dynamics or they'll tell you stories about their past. You, you really get an impression of who they are in those couple of hours, which is really important. Um, for me, that really helps me be able to uh, be a little bit more focused and uh, specific in, in my photography on the wedding day. Um, and we um, we use um, things like WhatsApp to, to have to, to conduct business rather than email. Um, it's just a more conversational source of um, mm. um, communicating. And it's just, I guess the whole goal between that and the day of the wedding is allowing couples to understand that we are a safe space as a photographer, not something to be concerned about or worried about or nervous or apprehensive about. Um, that, that we're not gonna be doing anything that you don't want us to do. But also, if you have any problems or questions, or if you're starting to stress out, you can come to us and we can take that load on our shoulders. Our, our job is so stressful as it is, that adding a little bit more like the wedding cake hasn't turned up yet, or I've lost my sparring, it's not really any extra for us to deal with. Like, mm. like I can easily say to the, the bride, um, don't worry about it. You enjoy your day. I'll go and check with a planner and I can come back. It's, it's easy. It's easy for us to do. And just a little gesture like that can make the difference between the day going really well or going really badly. Um, it's just, again, like what we said earlier, it's, it's, it's constantly making sure that what we produce is good memories for the couple for the wedding day. And that includes more than just taking photos.
Do you both have a favorite moment in all of the weddings that you just really look forward to? I enjoyed photographing the dancing most mm-hmm. of everything because for me, people dancing in the evening is when they are being their truest self. The whole rest of the day, there's a certain amount of I'm on show. Even mm-hmm. the guests, they'll be scanning for the photographer and it'll happen over and over again. They'll see you and they'll go, smile. You know, they'll, they'll <laughs> pose for a bit. I don't necessarily dislike taking those photos. They, you know, that's them and I'll, I'll, I'll grab those images. But but people are a little bit on show until after the dinner. And then once the lights go down, the music comes on, then they become their true selves. And that's a joy to photograph as a people photographer. You get to really see people being being their awesome self. Hmm. Um, and it's a nice way to end the end the the day it's really really tiring to get to that point and it's nice to have people just having a laugh and having fun um it gives you a bit more energy to just get those last couple of hours of work done um and produce those images of you know the celebration the final part of the celebration i like getting to know new people um so so like i mentioned it starts at the pre-wedding session and i'd love that i love that moment of uh getting really excited about their wedding and and mm-hmm. uh and the the little things that make make their wedding special to them uh finding out who these people are and then on on the wedding day like i like rocking up there in the morning like super excited to see what the day's gonna what are gonna bring and who i'm gonna meet and and what's gonna happen it's all it's all very exciting um one of my favorite moments as well is the confetti. I know it's super quick, but that's usually an extremely joyous moment. Um, they've just, they've just got married and, and everyone is there for, for that reason. And this is, this is the the next moment, I guess, is, is like walking out and then throwing some confetti in the air. And I love it. I love photographing that. And then usually there's some, some congratulations, which, which is lovely. And then I get to hang out with them. We go and do a portrait session and they've chosen mm. me to to hang out with in in the middle of their wedding day um instead of their guests and uh and i like that i feel i feel a bit special that um that that i get to spend those moments with them um yeah there's there's lots of bits to me to me but those are the the special ones you know what never happens anymore okay toss i used to really enjoy photographing that it always be a good bit of fun the actual toss itself often was an anticlimax but the but the whole the whole anticipation of it and the setup and then like just having to kind of capture that shot i really really used to like doing that it just doesn't really happen anymore yeah. i don't know why so throughout all of this getting to the point that you guys are now is there anything if you could look back and tell your younger selves to do something differently don't stop marketing yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a good business rule like just generally don't stop marketing even when things are yeah. going well keep marketing <laughs> yeah um oh uh diversify earlier um mm-hmm. and this this was like we love weddings but then the pandemic hit and all of our income uh dried up so um so we decided to diversify in in the pandemic but really, uh, for, for, for business sake, we should have done it earlier. We should have, uh, kept on with the, the corporate work, um, and, and other bits and bobs we were doing. Um, and we're, we're heading back in that direction now, but, um, for the sake of the business, I think it is important to have multiple income streams, but also 
it helps with my creativity doing different things mm. all the time um brings a new light to weddings and weddings i'm happy to for it to remain um my my everyday job and the thing that i do the most often but i think um having to do the occasional product shot um or different portrait session or or families and stuff uh brings uh a different way of doing weddings and and it really benefits my my wedding work so taking our traditional roles of matt as the uh thinker and dan as the emotion person i would say if i could go back to my 2011 self i would say to myself don't look at social media and worry about what other photographers are doing and how good their photos are compared to yours do not compare yourself to everybody else mm. Your personal vision of how to do a thing is just as valid. Mm. And who's to say that what you're doing is wrong? I think I could have saved myself a lot of mental health problems by, by not <laughs> second-guessing things and, and just being a little bit more sort of focused on this is what I want to do the way I want to do it. And if people like it, that's great. I can make some money. And if people don't, then, well, you know, that's just life. You know, <laughs> Rather than trying to follow trends or anything it's um and and or, or in our case we avoided following trends because we thought that was a bad thing to do and then kept on worrying about whether we would get work or not because we weren't following a trend when in fact we discovered that we had a niche that we'd carved out completely un sort of unsuspectingly to us like we, we carved out this niche of people who look not joyful vivid happy moments caught in a very authentic way and mm. it didn't have anything to do with the current trends there are plenty of people that like what we do compared to what other photographers are doing now the other thing that i really wanted to highlight is i am in awe of you two because of your dedication to what in my opinion is being a very um, conscious company. And in that, I mean, your focus on being a green company, but also your focus on diversity um, and showing everything that you're, everything at the weddings. Um, and I really wanted to, for the audience to kind of hear your thoughts around that and why you've decided to to be such a conscious company, if I can, if I can phrase it that way. Because that's who we are as people. Mm -hmm. And ever since starting the business, we've had the dilemma of wanting a business that accurately reflects us and our morals versus an extremely lucrative endeavor. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we always have to balance staying in business with doing what we think is right. Um, which includes marketing campaigns and it includes how we present ourselves. Um, and, and as you say, uh, the, the, the weddings we show on our website and, and we do want to show everybody's wedding, not just the weddings we think that will attract, uh, new business. Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't want to be pushy salespeople. We don't want to have, um, devious sales tactics. Uh, we want people to buy what they want to buy, not what we've convinced them to buy. Um, and, and it's hard, it's hard every winter when we think we're never going to have another booking again to not fall into the trap of, uh, we should just 
do what everyone else is doing um, and to stick to our morals and to, to, I guess, run a company that we're proud of uh, rather than a company that just makes us some money um because we want enjoyable lives as well um and we care about our community um so i know dan's going to go into more detail on this question but uh i personally my influences have come from my friends and and some of my peers who i think are extremely uh environmentally friendly environmentally friendly or morally conscious uh wonderful people and i have wanted to be more like them. When you start a business, you, you you get to make a choice about how you want the world to be when you run that business, and and after that business is run, how how you will leave the world, like your legacy. Mm. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to be remembered like a king or a queen or a famous celebrity, but but you make a mark in life, and the choices you make are what your legacy becomes. I want to make the world a better place in whatever way I can. And running our business with our particular moral compass, the you know, the inclusivity that everybody deserves to display love in in whatever form they want. And um, nobody should be pressured into parting with their hard-earned cash just because I want it. It's 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 about being selfless and and not selfish. And to run a business that way is the right way to do business, in my opinion. Um, mm. If I had shareholders, they'd 100% disagree with me, but we don't, and um, so we can do what we like. Um, does it make us? It does it make it difficult for us to to run a business and to survive off our income? Absolutely. Like every single day, I look, I, I see different ways that I can make loads more money, or be more profitable, or be much busier, or more. I guess, successful from a financial point of view. But I'm not willing to do those things to do that. I'm not a psychopath. I just can't, I can't take away from the fact that when I make that decision, somebody else has to pay for it. Mm. So I've taken the stance personally that I just need to be comfortable in life. I need to know that I can pay for my rent, pay for my food, pay for my heating, maybe enjoy my life, you know, in a, not too extravagant, but at least, you know, a way I like lifestyle. That's all the money I need. I don't need to double it or triple it or anything like that. Um, it's it, it's just about making choices. You can make the choice to be selfless or selfish, and we we all will always decide to be selfless. Mm. It's it's more important for us to to provide a good experience, um, and just you know, doing this job is kind of a reward in itself. So in an ideal world, when should our wedding couples be calling you to book you as your as their photographers? Oh, about 35, 40 seconds after they've proposed and said yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, however long it takes to do a really, really romantic kiss. <laughs> on, on the back of the the diversity question. Mm-hmm. Um I've just had a couple say it is more, more important that we are available than their venue and the wow. venue needs to fit in with our schedule because they met us at a wedding and we made them feel safe and valued and, and we understood them and they were um, guests at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is important that we are at their wedding 
So I think um, <clears throat> the way we've always presented ourselves or uh, to, to people looking to hire a photographer is um, there are loads of good professional photographers out there and loads of photographers who have the same style, but there's, there's only one Matt and Dan mm. and there's only one firm photography and, the, and we can, we can bring our personality and us. Um, so if, if it's us you're, you're after, then yeah, you need to book immediately. Um, in, in, <laughs> in case we get booked up. Uh, whereas if it's just a photographer you're after or some nice photos, it doesn't matter if, if we're not available, um, there'll, there'll be other photographers for, for you, for your wedding kind of thing. Mm. Um, but, but if you feel what we bring to your wedding is important, then, um, then you should book as soon as you can. So our website, uh, fernphotography.co.uk, that's F-E-R-N photography. And Instagram, uh, fernphotography underscore Scotland. If people are looking to book or interested in, in getting a quote or having a meeting with us, then absolutely just send us a message uh, however you want and we'll get back to you. Uh, at the moment, the time of recording, we... Uh, we have hourly prices, but we also have a full day package. So again, to, to try and be, be more flexible, not everybody wants a full day of photography. So we can, we can still do those, those shorter, shorter weddings for, for a few hours. Um, so we, we try to cater to all your needs. Is there anything else you yeah. guys would like the audience to know? Please, if you're having a big wedding, make sure that you have at least some haggis balls for your photographer <laughs> literally started doing this job for haggis balls <laughs> um i think just you know for couples like make sure that your wedding day is the way you want it to be don't let anybody tell you differently and whoever you invite to be a part of that day should share your vision and, and complement your vision of how you want that day to be and and that if if you spent six months or 12 months planning a specific thing and then it doesn't work out in the day, it's not important because the only thing that's really important is you're getting married to the person you love and that that person who's marrying you is there and that you have a space to do that in and a pen to write the marriage certificate out. Nothing else is important. Once you've got all those things and if you just treat the day that way, then you can just enjoy it. Um, the happiest couples I've seen are the couples that have just gone doesn't matter. We're just going to do this. It's going to be our day. Uh, and, you know, oh, the beer hasn't arrived. Doesn't matter. We'll just drink champagne, whatever. You know, <laughs> just just enjoy your day and don't let anything concern you. There is no tradition that is so important that you have to do it or you'll ruin your day. Mm. I, well said. I think uh, that COVID has helped a lot of people uh, come to that realisation. I think so many people have had to postpone or downsize um, because of COVID. And I've had a lot of people say to me, we are now having the wedding we want, whereas before we were doing what was expected of us. Um, mm. But we we can't have the wedding that was expected of us anymore because of COVID. Um, and so mm -hmm. uh, it's it's helped people readjust their priorities, which I think is fantastic. And I hope it will continue.
that's it for this week at Let's Talk Weddings with your Scottish wedding. If you'd like to be featured in one of our future episodes, get in touch with sales at yourscottishwedding.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and we will see you next time.